Can we identify a woke supremacist? Find out on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone. It's Dr. Johnny here, and this is another episode of Pushback. Uh, It's always a privilege to come to you every week, and this week we're going to talk about something that kind of drives me crazy, Um, but I had to laugh at myself preparing for this podcast because I had to go into the Twitter gossip world, (laughs) the world of Hollywood. I even am going to be quoting, you know, Vogue magazine. (laughs) That doesn't happen very often in my life and certainly not on this podcast very often. However, uh, we're going after cultural truths, uh, pushing back against things in the culture that concern us uh, and that seem out of alignment. Um, and so this is certainly going to be one of those cases. Uh, before I get into that, um, I just need to clear up something for anybody who would have watched the State of the Union address. Um, I think this is very important. I don't have a lot of notes. I'm not quoting anybody on this because I want to talk to you straight from the heart um, as a as a layperson would so that we can understand this together. So Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, is making the claim um, that he has reduced the budget deficit more than anyone in the past, you know, several decades or something, and that uh, that his predecessor was responsible for increasing the budget deficit in historical numbers, and even the Republican Congress kind of booed and groaned <laughs> when he said that. Now we have to make a very dis- important distinction between the national debt and a budget deficit. So when he's talking about budget deficit. He's actually referring to the difference between what is budgeted and what is actually spent. When we're talking about the national debt, he actually made a comment about the budget deficit that has taken 200 years to accumulate. Well, he's misspeaking when he says that because it's not the budget deficit. It's the national debt that has taken 200 years to accumulate. Budget deficits are a year-by-year thing, and at any point, the Congress, which we should urge them to do, could pass a balanced budget bill where they are required to actually not spend more than they take in so as to run up the debt. So let's be very clear. Joe Biden has called for for emergency funds at the beginning of his presidency for COVID, trillions and trillions of dollars. He is now scaling that back as we're getting on the other side of the COVID pandemic, and he is calling that savings in the budget deficit. (laughs) And yes, his predecessor probably did increase the budget deficit because he was the first one to be the administrator when the pandemic broke out. And so they had to expand the budget and spend more money to deal with pandemic issues. And now he is taking credit for being such a wise spender and cutting back on the budget deficit. But let's be super clear, our national debt is skyrocketing. 
skyrocketing. He's just happening to spend less than they anticipated if the pandemic would have continued. That's all that that's all there is to this. In fact, he has been wildly spending and is probably, if we're not careful and keeping an eye on it, more than willing to spend some of that COVID money as well. So let's be very clear when we listen about the difference between a budget deficit and the national debt. Two very different things. And the Democrats and President Joe Biden is contributing to the national debt in unprecedented numbers. So that's clear. So I want to go into, um, I entitled this podcast, Woke Supremacist. I know that's kind of a provocative title, uh, but I want to get into it and I, I will explain what I mean. There is a singer named Harry Styles. My daughters certainly like him and his and his uh, ability to sing and perform. Um, and he just won the Grammy Award for the best album of the year. And it was a little bit of a surprise, apparently. And he um, has been under, under some backlash because of his acceptance speech. And he took the award for album of the year. Um, and this is what he said. He said, I'm just so, and then he paused and said, this doesn't happen to people like me very often. And this is so, so nice. Styles said at the end of his acceptance speech. Um, and in, according to Fox News, Kendall Tights, he writes, his last comment perplexed fans and viewers who pointed out that the overwhelming majority of Album of the Year winners have been white men like Styles. So he is getting backlash for saying, this doesn't happen to people like me very often. Now, what did he mean by that? Not exactly sure, but it didn't keep the Twitter gossip uh, followers and the the woke uh, response to come after him viciously. Now, let's be very clear. Harry Styles does not have a reputation of being a white supremacist or being anti-black or being um, taunting white privilege. He has no history of that, but that doesn't matter for a woke mob. I got to be honest, I can't think of a type of people this happens more for, one Twitter user wrote. Another one wrote, who? White British men? Don't get me wrong, I like Harry Styles, I just don't know why he said that specifically. Another one wrote, a black woman hasn't won in over 20 years and a hip-hop artist hasn't won in 19 years. A white man won as recently as 2015, one user wrote. But this is the most provocative by Sam Sanders, who's actually an NPR journalist. He says, this doesn't happen to people like me is the most white privilegedist thing to ever be uttered at an award show ever for all time. This doesn't happen to people like me is what that guy whose dad got him the job says when he gets that BS award at work. <laughs> That's what he wrote. And yes, yes, I did go to Vogue magazine to see what they had to say. This is what they wrote. We're here during this his album of the year acceptance speech styles under the phrase, this doesn't happen to people like me very often. And the internet is doing a massive come again. It's not that people can't believe the successful, wealthy, yacht, summering, Grammy award winning singer and part-time Hollywood actor has struggled. It's that they can't quite believe anybody who looks like Styles. Any homogenous white guy, especially such a conventionally beautiful one, 
has the audacity to publicly signal a lack of privilege outside the value of his white face. When Stiles says people like me, he doesn't necessarily mean his story is rags to riches. Please fetch the violins. <laughs> he probably means a lower middle class, rurally English son of divorced parents. These are not struggles, is what they wrote. To defense of the person who wrote the Vogue article, she actually goes on to try to defend him somewhat, saying that we don't always get to judge what people's hardships are right after she actually makes the claim that his struggles aren't real. <laughs> See, we can be victim or we can be uh, we can be guilty of prejudging. We also can be victims of prejudging, which is what has happened to Harry Styles. Prejudging. The word is prejudice. It's called prejudice. And I want to be very clear that when people release statements and Twitters and and responses to a simple phrase, this doesn't happen to people like me very often, that they are prejudging the intent, the word, the heart, everything that Harry Styles stands for, his integrity. They decide that they have the authority and the privilege to actually speak on his behalf and prejudge him. See, I believe we're actually living in a culture of woke supremacy. And there are woke supremacists. And I would argue that Sam Sanders, I'm not trying to make a judgment about him, but his response reeks of woke supremacism. What does supremacism mean? Here's the definition. It's the belief that a certain group of people is superior to others. And the supposed people can be defined by age, gender, race, ethnicity, religion, sexual orientation, language, social class, ideology, nation, culture, or belong to any other part of a particular population. So there is only one person who's actually judging, prejudging, and, and, and taking a superior stance to the other. And that is Sam Sanders towards Harry Styles. <laughs> Harry Styles didn't say anything specifically to any one particular person, but this woke supremacist feels like they can interject their ideal into the conversation and make a judgment and is able to and feel morally, um, morally endorsed to define Harry Styles by any of these things. Age, gender, race, ethnicity, color of his skin. We have no idea. He makes the case, however, that we can decide who's superior and inferior. It's called supremacism. <laughs> and this is exactly what's happening. There's another thing that happened this week that my daughter just pointed out to me today. Taylor Swift, also a singer and performer, maybe the most famous performer on the planet currently, was... You know, and when you're famous, you have the camera on you at all times. We can argue whether that's fair or unfair. But there was also a different awards show, and Jill Biden, uh, the first lady, was introduced to actually to actually give out some awards. 
And so when she was introduced, the camera turned to Taylor Swift for whatever reason, and she looked bored and unhappy. (laughs) That was the prejudgment. And because of that, then, of course, because we are allowed to make conjectures about people without any type of facts or understanding, she must have a problem with Jill Biden. (laughs) Maybe she doesn't like her politics. Maybe she doesn't like her. Maybe there's a rift between Taylor Swift and the presidency. (laughs) It sounds silly, but this is what is being brought out because there is no accountability to whether it's true or factual or, or the fact that she just simply looked down to the ground and had a resting unhappy face, (laughs) which is most likely. And so I decided to go look at the film myself because I can't do these podcasts without being informed as well. And my friends, it is about two milliseconds of footage on Taylor Swift's face. And and yet this has gone viral. My friends, this is the culture that we're dealing with, and it's a social media culture. So my question for you is, what did Harry Styles mean when he said, this doesn't happen to people like me often? What did Taylor Swift feel when she looked unhappy and bored when Jill Biden was introduced? And the answer is, we don't know. (laughs) And that is the point. We don't know. And if you asked any of these people, Sam Sanders, Vogue Magazine, any of these Twitter followers, no one could say for sure. No one could say for sure. And yet, we are expected to have our yes be yes and our no be no. And we are supposed to have our word be true. I tell our children that their word is one of the most important things that they possess. When they say they're going to do something, they do something. And they do it. Their word is so important, the things that they say, and certainly the witness and the testimony that they give, even on behalf of other people, is essentially important. And our culture is slipping away from that, and we have lost all responsibility in regards to uh, what is true and factual and understanding about somebody. And oh, by the way, on a side note, let's assume the worst about Harry Styles. Let's assume that he is privileged and he went up to the stage to flaunt it and to to become a victim and, and he doesn't care about black people. Let's assume the worst for him. You know what? He actually has the right to say something ugly. Doesn't mean we have to like it or like him. But he, we have absolutely no idea. But even that is being censored or or removed or or uh um or quieted or silenced let's assume he's the worst and he went up there to say something ugly guess what he has the right to do it it's called freedom of speech and that was his moment and yet we're going to move in with woke supremacy to try to silence him or have him apologize So when I was preparing for this, of course, I looked to see, well, what did Harry Styles mean? (laughs) I had to laugh because, you know, I'm doing the Hollywood gossipy Twitter thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> just not my realm of expertise. But I was kind of certain that maybe he would have responded or said something. And you know what? He hasn't. And I applaud him for that. And I hope he never does. And I hope he doesn't feel like he has to. It was his moment and he felt like that's what he wanted to say. And we don't know what was in his heart. And it's frankly none of our business. He might be pressured by the woke mob to actually defend himself or come up with some other reason why people like him don't receive this award very often. Maybe he's left-handed or <laughs> maybe he, he's a vegetarian and that doesn't happen to vegetarians very often. Who knows what he meant? We have no idea. But I kind of hope that he doesn't respond because he doesn't need to. As I was surfing through the, the Twitter world, I found this by a man who I dug a little deeper into his Twitter account because I was interested by his response. I would say is probably a liberal-leaning uh, participant. But he actually replied to Sam Sanders' tweet, and he said, hmm, he said, I love you. But, I had have, but I'd have to ask Styles what he meant specifically before I accost him. Maybe he'll explain in a later interview. But I, too, wasn't sure about that statement, only because I didn't understand what it meant to him. And then I like this sentence. He said, interesting pop culture moment indeed. That's what this podcast is all about. It's about culture. And there is something called pop culture, popular culture. And that's what I've delved into preparing for this podcast. Pop culture. It's part of our culture. It's actually a big part of American culture. It's part of, it's part of culture that I enjoy and like, and so does my family. Not all of it. Don't participate in all of it. Don't appreciate all of it. But I appreciate talented people. I appreciate music. I appreciate all of the, that genre and the things that, that that provides for us and for entertainment and to our families. But interesting pop culture moment indeed. When a man can say something, we don't know what it means. And yet we assume the worst. And we attack him with a mob. And why, based on his history, could we not give him the benefit of the doubt? Isn't it most likely that he was not trying to flex white privilege? Isn't it most likely <laughs> that it wasn't any of the things that he is being accused of? Most likely, based on his history, he has no track record of that. So social media has no accountability and neither do we when we get on Twitter or Facebook or, and we say some of these things unchecked, not caring whether it's true or accurate. And we might say, well, that's no big deal, but it's actually a bigger deal than we think it is. And when we're connected to heaven and we're, represent, we're representative of heaven and his ambassador here on this earth, it's important that we understand how he feels about it. And when we get into the Bible, obviously, it's a much bigger deal than this. It's actually one of the big ten. <laughs> it's one of the ten commandments. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. It's a ten commandment, for Pete's sakes. Bearing false witness. It's a big deal. Proverbs 19.5, a false witness will not go unpunished. 
and he who breathes out lies will not escape. I love this in Exodus 23.1. You shall not spread a false report, and you shall not join hands with a wicked man to be a malicious witness. It's almost the definition of Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's about joining hands. And if we take something like Harry Styles' comment or Taylor Swift's face, and we perpetuate that story, and we bring it forward and create a dialogue and a narrative on that story that isn't true or not verified to be true, that's bearing a false witness. Not only that, it's joining hands with it. Matthew 5 says again, 533, again you have heard that it was said of these of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord whatever you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, uh, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say simply be yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. It says it again in James, but above all, my brothers, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, so that you may not fall under condemnation. It's a big deal what comes out of our mouth and the accuracy of our speech and the things that we say about ourselves, about others, about those in power or prominence, those in leadership, those in authority over us. It's important what we say. The words and the accuracy of our words matter. There used to be a journalistic integrity that obviously has drifted away and the trust in media has gone completely sour, but we are not subject to the media. The media doesn't drive our thought and our processes. No, it's about our hearts, the way that we think, the way that we process, the way that we speak about each other. The way that we read about these articles and tell other people about them. The way that we interpret somebody or somebody's face. <laughs> or something that somebody has said. It's important that we don't sit in that place of woke supremacy and you say, well, wait a minute, I, I don't believe in woke. But if you're sitting in that place where somebody says something and you prejudge them and sit in that place and, 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 and based on any of their background or the things that they made a mistake before or, 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 or problems in the past that you've had with them, the way that they look, the way that they act, if you, if you judge them beforehand and take their statement out of context and then become offended then you too can be a woke supremacist. We've all done it. We've all been there. And I'm cautioning you against it so that we have our purity of lips, that our lips would be pure in the things that we say, not only say, but the things that we perpetuate, the things that we join hands with. It's critical. If you're on social media, I would ask you to just take a deep breath to, to consider um, what is being said and what is being perpetuated. Make sure that it's accurate, make sure that it's true, and make sure it's not hurting anyone or making a prejudice response by prejudging them. 
It's okay for us to push back against woke culture. Woke culture is everywhere. And not really many people love it. As I get into the, some of this tw Twitter world, most of the people kind of responded negatively. Like, this feels like an overreaction and wrong. And we look at the, what they're trying to indoctrinate in schools. And most of us are like, ah, I don't think I really want that. And so we can push back against this, people. It's not like it's a wave that's going to roll over us and we just need to learn to sort of hunker down and wait it out. No, we can push back. It's not healthy and people are realizing it. And my prayer is that this 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 woke uh, uh, culture will just be an enigma. It'll be something that was sort of tried and failed. And, and it doesn't mean that we don't progress as people and become um, uh, more aware of other people. That's not what I'm saying, which is maybe what the woke position started with. You can hear my previous podcast on that. But we don't have to be subject to something that's destructive and painful to us and to our culture. So it was fun sharing my heart with you again this week. I hope the spurs on conversation. I would love for you to share this with your kids because they probably know who Harry Styles and Taylor Swift is. And, uh, uh, and so you can talk to them about it and how it's important that we don't defame people and that we don't bear false witness. So armed with that, let's go together now to set and shape the culture.